qualify, or in this case, disqualify people that are not a fit, and then only focus our time on people that are truly qualified. Welcome to Data-Driven Selling by the Sales Insights Lab, the podcast that helps reps and business owners generate more meetings and close more sales at higher prices. People are always asking, okay, so how do I close the sale? What do I have to do to close more sales? I'm not closing enough sales and I need to close more. Well, this is really the perennial question of really any sales advice, right? How do we close more sales? There's a lot going on in that question, but there are some absolute critical keys to closing more deals. So I'm going to show you nine critical keys on how to close the sale. Check it out. Number one, stop focusing on the close. This is really one of the absolute biggest aha moments that I've ever had in sales. Probably like many of us, when I first began selling, I was really focused on, okay, what am I going to do in order to actually close the deal? What do I say? Do I slide the contract across the desk? Do I ask for the sale? And the reality is, is that what you're actually doing at the close is really unimportant. What matters is what are you doing leading up to the close? One of my mentors used to always say, start strong, finish strong. If you're starting off the sales interaction strong, you're going to provide lots of value. You're going to demonstrate lots of value. You're going to understand their challenges better than anyone else. And as a result, they're going to naturally think, okay, you know what? This is someone that I want to buy from. And so regardless of what you're doing at the end in the close, it doesn't really matter. What matters is that you did all of those key pieces up front to make sure that, you know what? This is someone that the prospect is interested in buying from, from the beginning. Number two, no sales breath. Now you're thinking, sales breath, what is that? Have you ever been in a buying situation where you just got the sense that this salesperson absolutely needed to close the deal, like in order to even just pay rent or to pay their next car payment? Now, many of us have been in that situation, I've been in that situation, and maybe some of us are actually in that situation right now. But even if you need to close a deal in order to pay rent or to put food on the table, you cannot let your prospect feel that. You cannot let them know that. That's the ultimate sales breath. It shows desperation. It's like in dating. If you're on a date with someone and you just get the sense that they're so into you already, you're like a little bit like, eh, I think I'm good. That's exactly what our prospects feel like when they feel that we absolutely need to close the sale. Even if you have to close the sale, you have to mentally think to yourself, I am financially independent and I don't need this sale. That's the mindset that we've got to be thinking about in order to demonstrate strength as opposed to weakness. Number three, disqualify. Disqualification is one of my biggest passions in sales. Most salespeople have been taught that we need to persuade and we need to convince prospects to do business with us. But the reality is, is that you don't have to convince anyone to do anything. What you need to do is determine if the person in front of you is in fact a fit for what you offer. That's all that we really need to focus on. So we're going to be taking them through a process of asking them questions to just determine, is there a real fit? And what happens is that in that process, the prospects start to actually see inherent value in what we're doing. 
The reality is, is that if someone needs to be persuaded, they're going to have read your marketing material. They're going to have read other stuff. They're going to kind of know if this is something that makes sense. So what our job really as salespeople is, is to qualify, or in this case, disqualify people that are not a fit, and then only focus our time on people that are truly qualified. Number four, drop the pitch. Now, I still hear the word pitch all the time in sales training and sales techniques and from sales managers and from CEOs of companies. They say, my people need to have a better pitch. And my response is always the same. No, they don't. You do not need a better pitch. Your job is not to be a dancing monkey who just tap dances and gives some magical pitch like we see in the movies or on Mad Men or on all those TV shows where there's just like this amazingly persuasive pitch. That basically assumes that the person you're selling to is dumb. And the people that you're selling to probably aren't stupid. In fact, they don't need the sales pitch at all. What they need is to have a conversation to determine if there's fit. That's where disqualification comes in. No pitch, drop it. It's super old school. And if anything, it's hurting your sale, not helping. Number five, answer questions with questions. Now, there's a lot that goes into this concept, but the reality is that your prospects are going to be asking you questions. And again, think of the traditional old school salesperson. Most old school salespeople, when they get a question, they go right into tap dance mode and they say, oh, well, that's a great question. And let me tell you why we can do this or where we're the best or how we're so much better than everyone else. But what a modern professional salesperson actually does is wants to understand why the prospect is asking that question in the first place. This is not about evasion. This is simply about determining what is most important to the prospect. So instead of rushing to answer every single one of your prospect's questions, like we're just some expert, instead, we want to slow it down and we want to find out why that's important to them in the first place. So if a prospect says something like, well, can you guys offer more service with this? Most salespeople jump into, oh, of course, we can offer even better service and we can do this and that. But think to yourself for a second, why did the prospect ask that question in the first place? So what a professional salesperson might say to the question of, can you offer more service? They might say something like, oh, that's a really good question. Help me understand what prompted you to ask that in the first place. And now the prospect is going to tell us why they care about more service. Maybe the last time they went through this process, the service was disastrous or there wasn't enough service or they're actually really worried that they're not going to understand how to do X, Y, Z. Getting to that is so much more important than answering the question about service because most of the time it's like an iceberg and most salespeople are just dancing around the top of the iceberg. But what's really important is what's underneath. Number six, sell to your IPP. Now you're probably wondering, well, what does IPP stand for? IPP means your ideal prospect profile. So this idea of only selling to your IPP means that there are so many people out there that probably could find use for your product or service, but there are only a smaller group of people who are truly your ideal prospect. People that actually have the budget, they have the money, they have the need, they have the challenges that you solve. And they're going to become good clients. 
That's your IPP. So you want to really tightly define who is your ideal, not who is anyone that could buy what you sell, but instead who ideally, if you could get in front of this person, you would be psyched to have a conversation with. That is your IPP. And also clarifying, who do you not want to sell to? When you are selling purely to your IPP, you are going to be closing so many more sales because let's face it, even if you put the greatest salesperson in front of someone who's not a good fit, it doesn't happen. Or maybe it does occasionally, but that's still a waste of time. You'd rather be strong in your process, but also be in front of the absolute ideal prospects. That's the key to closing a lot more sales, not just because your process is right, but because you're in front of those better people. Number seven, NSO. NSO stands for Next Step Obsessed. We must be next step obsessed. One of the things that I hear a lot these days is my sales cycle is really long. It's just going on and on and prospects are, you know, taking weeks, months, years to close. I think to myself, well, how strong are you in establishing next steps every time you're talking to a prospect? And the reality is that most salespeople are, when they're in front of a prospect, they immediately put themselves in this position to then follow up on the prospect later on. And our rule of thumb is you should always schedule your next step with a prospect when you're in front of the prospect right then and there. So if you're on the phone with the prospect or you're on a Zoom or you're face to face, you want to be scheduling that next step in that meeting. So that way there's never follow up and you're just always obsessed about next steps. And by the way, if a prospect is unwilling to schedule a next step with you, it's probably a good sign, a good indicator that we're in trouble. So by scheduling that next step, we now are, first of all, getting a barometer of where the prospect is actually at and we're holding the sale together. This is what avoids all that slippage and all that leaky bucket kind of selling that we see where prospects are just kind of slipping through the cracks. Number eight, solve. Now, traditionally, most salespeople think, okay, I need to pitch or I need to present to my prospects. We don't use either word. What we really focus on is solving. We want to demonstrate simply that we can solve our prospects challenges. So the first step that we talked about is disqualifying. So if you're disqualifying prospects, you're understanding what's going on, you're learning about their challenges, you're finding out what's going on, what they really need. And then the next phase is that we're going to solve. We need to demonstrate that we can solve the challenges that they have mentioned. Almost think of it like a canyon. And in the middle of the canyon is just no man's land and we want to avoid that. But your prospect is on one side of the canyon and they want to get to the other side of the canyon. So they need a bridge in order to get from one point to the other. And your offering is that bridge in many ways because they can't get there on their own, most likely. And so they're going to need that bridge or they want a better path at least to getting there. We've got to demonstrate that we are the bridge from one side to the other. Number nine. SW cubed N. SW cubed N stands for some will, some won't, so what next? One of the biggest hurdles mentally that I see a lot of salespeople struggle with when it comes to closing deals is that they get really hard on themselves when they don't close a deal. And so that way, when they beat themselves up after they don't close a deal, then they go into the next deal and they're taking that baggage with them. Every time a sale doesn't happen, we just have to take a deep breath and say, okay, 
Some will, some won't, so what next? Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't learn from every interaction. You absolutely should learn from the last interaction. Any sale you don't close, we want to learn. If there's a way to get feedback, great. But at the end of the day, if it's over, it's over. And that's okay. Just mentally move on, forgive yourself, learn from it, take the best lessons into the next. But we don't want to take that baggage, that frustration, that toughness on ourselves into that next situation because that's how we get that sales breath in the first place. So at the end of the day, you're going to close some deals and you're not going to close others. Some will, some won't. So what next? So there are nine critical keys on how to close the sale. Thanks for listening. Want more tactical advice on selling? Register for our free video training on the five-step formula to closing more deals without price pushback, thinking overs, or ghosting. Simply visit closing.training to get instant access. That's closing.training to get instant access.